Are we ready? Yep. Ready, ready to get the party started. Here we go. <laughs> this is Jeremiah Says. I'm the director of, of Silence, and I'm here with the Comic Pop Library. In another world. Our galaxy is in a state of crisis. Captain Quark. The Galactic Rangers are looking for a new recruit. A man with a dream. Actually, I'm a Lombax. Fine, a Lombax with a dream. We want you. Yeah. If you have heart, then you have what it takes. You don't have what it takes. Wait, go- Next! We'll discover a beautiful friendship. Maybe not beautiful, but definitely attractive. Like a seven. My name's Ratchet. I'll just call you Clank. Now, on the dark side of the universe. In two days' time, the Galactic Rangers will be destroyed. Stanley, are you texting? Mommy. Dialing mother. <laughs> Hello? An unstoppable evil. My brilliant creation. Most of the time. <laughs> Burn. We'll give them the chance. An attack is coming. I must warn the Rangers. I can totally help. To be heroes. Yeah! No. No legends. Wait. Even better. Ugh, does anyone else feel like we should have shot something by now? Thank you. This April. Destroy them all. When a galactic force threatens the world. I'm going in. Test your gear. Ah! Find your courage. Meet the sheepinator. Uh-oh. And kick. Boom, baby! Some asteroid. Ratchet and Clay. It is curious that the sudden cessation of velocity did not cause either of you to... Oh, dear. Don't worry, cadet. It happens to the best of... Oh, that was terrible. Make it stop! Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Comic Pop Gets Animated, brought to you by Comic Pop Library. I'm Richard, along with... Logan here. And in today's episode, we are going to be looking at the animated movie, Ratchet and Clank. And we'll let Logan take over. Based on the popular video game franchise, Ratchet and Clank follows two unlikely heroes as they struggle to stop a vile alien from destroying every planet in the Solana galaxy. Ratchet is the last of his kind, a foolhardy Lombax, who has grown up alone on a backwater planet with no family of his own. Clank is a pint-sized robot with more brains than brawn. When the two stumble upon a dangerous weapon capable of destroying entire planets, they must join forces with a team of colorful heroes called the Galactic Rangers in order to save the galaxy. Along the way, they will learn about heroism, friendship, and the importance of discovering one's own identity in this thrilling and funny adventure featuring the voices of Paul Giamatti, John Goodman, Rosario Donson, and Sylvester Stallone. Uh, also, the other key voice that is in there, or two key voices really, that aren't really features that should have been, since they're really the stars of the movie, because I didn't hear them, is Clank, is David Kay, 
and Ratchet is James Arnold Taylor. And I'm, they're given the big name stars reference on the back of the cover, but the two lead stars, you know, they're, I think, just regular, pretty much regular voice actors. And I guess that's why they, I guess, didn't get a spotlight on the back cover. But, oh, well, but you should at least recognize if you're a Star Wars fan that watched the Clone Wars, and I think even Rebels maybe now, you'll recognize the James Arnold Taylor name because he was in those as well. And he's done other animation, so he's pretty much all over the place. And... With this, the like I said, Ratchet and Clank are the two lead main characters. Uh, the John Goodman character is the old mechanic, and his name is Grim Grimroth. Let me check to be sure. Maybe. Yep, Grimroth. So you got him in there. What, yeah, he's had, basically Ratchet's dad. In a sense. Uh, yeah. And then the Sylvester Stallone was Victor. He was the giant alien robot henchman type deal. Uh, Dawson was, I think, Cora. What was the last name on Dawson? Rosario Dawson. Oh, she was Elias. That was the Smart Ranger. And what was some of the other names that were on the back there, Logan? Paul Giamatti. That was Dragon. He was the big villain at the beginning, head of the Drek Enterprises. And John Goodman. Uh, we mentioned him. That was Grimroth. Uh, some of the other characters that weren't mentioned on the back. Uh, Korra, who is the, the ranger that's really feisty, is Bella. Uh, Quark, who is the captain of the rangers, is Jim Ward. Brax, who's the strong ranger, he that's Vincent Tong. And Zed, who I kind of liked the Zed, that is Andrew Coden. And Dr. Nefarious is Armin Shimmerman. And those are the main actors that portrayed the different voices and this is one where it's pretty much if you've probably seen the game you kind of have a little bit of the background if you haven't seen the game i think it's fast enough to get into and it's the origin story so so it's it makes it good uh to me it felt like there was a lot of star wars references in this there (laughs) was a fair amount of references to a lot of things true but with me being a big fan of star wars i definitely recognize those because there was a planet destabilizer or deplanetizer yeah which is almost a Death Star. Yep, it's like a big satellite dish, but it does fire off like the Death Star, and mm-hmm. it basically destroys a planet. Yep. And in one of the planets, they showed it exploding. It sounded like an explosion out of Star Wars. <laughs> so, but it was all around this Drex, the head of the Drex Enterprises, wanting to build his own planet. So he's taking pieces of different planets that he likes, and then somehow transporting them into a different section of space. The little pieces and he's trying to stitch this new planet together. And he actually right? does succeed in that. Okay. Except for Dr. Nefarious, the guy he joined up with to enact this whole plan, has a double cross waiting. Of course, he's Dr. Nefarious. Yeah. Because <laughs> Drex was first starting to just do unpopulated planets. Yeah. And he had already, and by the time we see the Rangers, he's already taken out four planets. I think actually we see it the fourth right one after out. the fifth, I think. Was it that okay? this was the fifth in a, pl- a chain of destructions that's already four long. I think that was how it went. Okay. And Ratchet, you know, he he's part of a either a dying species or a dead species. He's the it's, last one. They don't really I don't, say. Nobody knows what his species is in here. Well, he's a Lomax, isn't he? Lombax, but yeah. when Clank went through his databases, he, he found no references to Lombax <laughs> whatsoever. Though yeah. he did apparently pull up the same species as 
was Daxter from Jack and Daxter, what looked to be a human. And I think the third image he pulled up was actually Sly, but I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, Sly Cooper. Like, yeah. Not just Sly, but Sly Cooper for the ones. And these are all Dexter and Sly Cooper other PlayStation games. Yeah. So they kind of paid homage to that. So that was kind of cool. Because, yeah, I did recognize the Sly Cooper one there at the end. I didn't catch the Dexter one. So I didn't miss that one. But I did catch the Sly Cooper one. And it did look like that in silhouette. Thought so. But he's pretty much on this planet by himself. Grows up under this Grimroth. And yeah, wants can. to, almost like a Luke Skywalker, wants to get away and be something. And hello, and then after this fourth planet is destroyed, the Rangers, the president of the whatever it is, says the Rangers need to get a need, new Ranger. Need to have a fifth Ranger. It's like yeah. five is going to make a difference out of yeah, <laughs> but that's okay. And he's always dreamed of being a Ranger. And yeah. they have an open contest, kind of like American Idol for the Galactic Rangers. Yep. <laughs> and they go in and show their power sets, I guess, and do interviews. And he basically is told no. Though they do have a good reason. <laughs> What's the reasons? His rap sheet's about a mile long. One of it was having, a bunch of it was having unauthorized or illegal parts. The one was accidentally messing with a space-time continuum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not on the radar better than that. He's like, okay. <laughs> So yeah, so he got sent home, but we go to the the, the construction of Clank, basically. We go back to the Drex headquarters where Nefarious is working on basically... A chain of robot distra- uh, soldiers. Yeah, basically. robot soldiers. And Clank's a error. Defect. Because yeah. Dr. Nefarious's laughter actually does summon lightning. <laughs> that is not conductive to actually helping your machines work. Yeah, but messed it up, shut them down, and when it started back up, Clank came out. Yep. <laughs> And he's semi-sentient, or he is sentient, I guess. Sentient, yeah. Sentient, excuse me. Uh-huh. As which the other robots really aren't, except for Victor. Yeah. And um, we're not honestly sure. Probably a robot, I'm guessing. Well, Victor? Yeah. I think he is. Because he does get affected pretty much all the way through by the rest. So. True. Yep. And this one, and it's played for comedy. I mean, it's it's to have fun with what's out there. I mean, the, the directs is talking about, you know, he's wanting to have all this stuff, and want to get it on social media but then he says you need to stop typing now and all these groups down below stop basically on cell phones and put them up except for one he's still typing I thought I told you to stop and he basically kind of like that and the guy says no and Victor he comes in and grabs him and the little alien punches a button on his cell phone it was the voice activated when he said mother mommy mommy (laughs) he called her he called her yep so I mean even though and he does get basically killed yeah they don't show it but he basically is getting killed so it, it's not a there was the whole after victor was defeated he had that memorial service with the six drex underling i don't okay. actually remember the name of their species <clears throat> i can't or if either it was just drex whatever i'm not but sure they were typing or texting during the little funeral service so all of them <laughs> out the airlock <laughs> okay so it might not show the desk but it's implied desk for sure we were talking about the uh, ratchet not making the cut for the galactic rangers uh he goes back to his regular home planet or well it's wherever. in the same planet he goes back to the garage and that night clank crashes because he escaped because they were wanting to destroy clank because he was defect yeah and he managed to escape and hobbled to ratchet's planet because oh. he was planning 
planning on going straight to the authorities, Galactic capital, Rangers, yeah. basically. And but, that's the next yeah. step we go is he's like, we got to get there because they're sending the robot army to defeat the Rangers. So they jump in and head back there. And they, they do manage to take care of the robot army, though they true. also manage to behead the statue of Captain Clark. <laughs> it was kind of funny. We were watching. Uh, they basically defeated the robot army by this gigantic magnet that sucks just those robots up because I guess yeah. there's some alloy that w- yeah, they were just made of. They clank out to reprogram it to do that specifically, yeah. And then they fly up into the higher atmosphere where the attack craft is and then they release the magnet magnetic but they're still going forward so forward momentum had all the robots crashing into the ship and it basically explodes but there's no fallout onto the city. Uh, well, actually there was. You could was see. There? Yeah, you could oh, see. No. Okay, I didn't see down. It's just nobody mentioned <laughs> okay. anything about it. I was going to say, it was like, oh, that's yeah. side note. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Considering they took out the robot army that was rampaging through, that's probably less damage overall. Let's go with I it. I don't know, because it was contained within the center of where the Galactic Rangers were, where this ship, I would think, would probably <laughs> hit multiple neighborhoods. <laughs> Possibly. But because of that, Ratchet becomes the big deal, and Ratchet and Clank both become Galactic Rangers. Rangers. And that's when we meet all the different Rangers. Uh, like I said, Captain Cork is the leader. Drax is the muscle guy. Uh, Cora is the daredevil sharpshooter female. Alaris is the smart one, intelligence officer. And Clank falls in with her because he's smart because he's a robot. Duh. <laughs> and then uh, Ratchet kind of falls under Quark in a sense because they have similar personalities. Fanboy too. He was a fanboy too. That's right. And it's like, you know, one of the reasons they didn't select him was because he was too much like Quark, wasn't yep. he? We already have a recluse, reckless member, and that reckless was Quark. Guy. <laughs> That's my shtick. Yep. <laughs> and then they have montage, training montage. Yep. <laughs> so Where into that. Ratchet completely fails at all weapons. True, but he's still there, by golly. And they go on their first mission because they're getting ready to take out another planet. Yeah, so they have to try and stop that from happening. Yeah. And I think they do. No. But no, they didn't. And Bork, does he get captured in that one? Or the. No, he goes on board and the does guys... get captured, but Drax talks to him and is like, You need to spin this because Ratchet has taken all your popularity away from you. If you spin this just right, use my PR people, it would make you out the victim and you'd be back on top and you'd be the, yeah. the big guy again instead of Ratchet because Quark was used to having all the attention and he wasn't getting it anymore because yeah. of Ratchet being on the team and they make a deal and that yeah. takes almost goes up to the ending really Cork does go back with them yeah then the ending shot is them because Nefarious actually starts targeting planets with people well and they actually, do evacuate no, he just, there is that one planet with people but that's yeah. actually still during Drek's turn though so he does make sure they evacuate yeah. right they evacuate <clears throat> the Dr. Nefarious does is target the planet that when you blow it up, it sets off a chain reaction that blows up all the planets. I see Drax was wanting to make his own planet where Nefarious was just wanting to destroy everything. Yep. And But the during the adventure, Zed is basically like the office assistant droid of Drax, and he gets left behind in the first battle. That might have been on purpose. Yeah, it was definitely on purpose by Drax. That's He's what close, got, close, 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 close. That's <laughs> also what got the planet evacuated, too. So that might have been so, more planned out. So, yeah, that it was on purpose because Drax was in the escape vehicle 
vehicle to get away from the company and uh, they the assistant Zed was trying, trying to get to in do. there and he was pushing the button close the door close the door close the door close the door <laughs> and finally closes and of course they question Zed the Galactic Rangers question Zed and you know eventually he flips sides and helps out and uh, it and it's a lot of cliches I mean you have Cora holding Zed over the the bridge threatening to drop him if he doesn't talk and all that type of stuff and <clears throat> you have you know the betrayal of the leader which eventually comes back around and starts his apology tour yes we don't get to much of that. true uh, I like the you know, some of the things that were kind of weird was and this is purely game dynamics I realize and that's what they're using but the weapons materialized basically out of thin air they did have some explanation for that though I don't really remember what but they, like, it was basically the same way they dematerialized chunks of planets and then rematerialized them yeah. in one big planet and they could eventually run out though because I remember yeah. Ratchet runs out and even runs out of weapons at the very at the end battle he runs out of weapons entirely except for what I thought was the coolest one the wrist the wrist gaunt, not gauntlet the grappling hook yeah wrist grappling hook sorry guys I had to think about that one for a moment <laughs> that was kind of a neat one and he used that to good effect I thought or the animation yeah. team did and um, then his final weapon the one that's melee and no ammo to run out of the wrench true he did pull out a wrench and went to town by golly but it was just a pure it, it was adventurous uh, for uh, you know it was fun I enjoyed it and it was a comedy adventure it wasn't adventure comedy it was basically comedy first I think yeah basically setting up the game which is fine too sometimes those kind of leave you hanging but this one was a complete movie yeah so I did enjoy that sometimes they do these prequels to the games and they just say okay we stop here now you gotta go play the game to finish the story yeah, this one wasn't like that yeah. this was a complete movie so that was <laughs> there is the fact that sheep are extremely associated with Spyro and that's what they turn the Drex into at the near the end. <laughs> the sheepinator? <laughs> Uh, he got turned to spiral food or okay. actually dragonfly wait no the sheep turn into dragonfly food after they get flat fried around never mind yeah <laughs> okay those are some of the gaming dynamics I'm not completely sure about I referenced to spiral possibly in there by uh, dragonfly okay. turned into a sheep were there any other gaming references besides the ones those because we mentioned spiral just now we mentioned sly we mentioned daxter dexter daxter daxter okay none that I can think of though okay okay I didn't catch the spiral one and you caught yeah. the Daxter one and I definitely caught the spiral not spiral the, the Sly, Sly Cooper one like you did so that was cool because I had seen you play Sly Cooper enough times that I recognized the silhouette because it was distinctive because of the cane yeah the hook cane, whatever he calls that, that he utilizes. But this one, the you know, Ratchet and Clank at the end of the all the adventures, you know, they're still Rangers, but they're back at the garage helping out Grimroth, and so is Zed. Zed yeah. becomes the, I guess, the office assistant for Grimroth. <laughs> so yep. that happens. Well, that was kind of funny, and the whole movie was enjoyable. I really had fun with it. The uh, and the ships. I forgot about this. The ships were kind of uh, cool designs to them. Uh-huh. Uh, just to mention them. He, the first one that Ratchet has, it's kind of a cool design. And then even the fighters, 
that the Galactic Rangers have, I thought was a cool yeah. design too. So I really like those. Mm-hmm. The, the one that Ratchet has and then uses with uh, saving the capital city uh-huh. thing wasn't actually his too. Uh, well, true, but it ended up his in a roundabout way because it was a customer's ship at the very beginning at the mechanic shop and the customer basically didn't want it because it was... He, he tricked it out too yep, much. He tricked it out too much. <laughs> the owner couldn't handle it. So that's how Ratchet ended up with it. But it, it was kind of cool. I, I I liked the ship designs. It was, it was neat. Anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Oh, we're going to jump into some of the tweets here. If you're interested in getting in touch with us, you can do so under Twitter or Facebook under Comic Pop Library, or you can email us at admin at Comic Pop Library. And some of the things that I've found either on Twitter or while just messing around on the web these last few times, uh, one of the things we were fortunate enough, and we'll probably mention this a time or two, but uh, we've had some fun down at Starbase Studios when it was still in Oklahoma City with the uh, Melbourne Star Trek fan film production, and it's the title of the film is Stormfront and we had fun there they cast us as some extras of another ship within the series but the producer of the show took pictures and then he kind of made what looked like old school trading cards non-sports trading cards that you would get back in the 80s and 90s but he did that with a bunch of the pictures and he had one that had all the captains in there and I got to be Captain Stapleton of the USS Carson but then he had Michael King and Michael Sylvester in the picture as well they were part of the fan film production as well so we had a fun time and just want to thank Vance Major for doing that for us and the other guys for having us down there and enjoying a great time with friends and doing the pictures with us and doing that up Uh, the other things just kind of looking around the web just some of the things I want to send out a thank you to uh, newscloud.io has picked up a couple of our podcasts and spotlighted them on their list of podcasts to listen to they primarily deal with Star Trek type stuff so they picked up the things that deal with Star Trek, and but one of the main ones that I definitely found out was they picked up uh, one of our on-the-road podcasts for Starbase Studios. And then, just kind of a neat one that I found, uh, we had... Let me see here. I'm going to probably mispronounce this bad, so forgive me, guys. I'll probably just... It's Biaz.az. It's B-E-Y-A-Z dot A-Z. And this is actually a Turkish site, and they picked up one of our posts from our website site and translated it and put it onto theirs it's concerning one of our uh, music groups that we spotlighted so thank you for biaz biaz for doing that biax did I say that right the first time? B-E-Y. No, it is B-E-Y. So we want to say thank you to B-E-Y for doing that for us and spotlighting us over there in Turkey. It's kind of neat to see that happening in the worldwide web where everybody's part of the same community. So that's kind of cool. To get back to Ratchet and Clank, to put this in a library, I would say, sure, this would be a great addition to your enemy collection. I think your younger generations would get into this, your high schoolers as well. Gamers, I think, would watch it at least the one time. Uh, they might not gravitate towards it all the time but if you're a fan of animation or animation i think you probably gravitate to it and you might pick it up for your personal collection but definitely pick it up for any size library there wasn't anything really negative about it Uh, i think it's rated pg-13 
excuse me, no, it's rated PG, so there is that parental guidance, so you can put it within the collection without worrying too much. And like I said, it was a funner show. It was full of comedic elements throughout the movie, so that made it a whole lot of fun to watch. Okay, you ready to wrap it up then? Mm-hmm. All right. So if you're interested, definitely pick it up for your libraries. This has been Richard along with Logan with Comic Pop Library. We've been having fun talking about Ratchet and Clank. We hope you've been out there having fun listening to us. We'll see everybody on the flip side. Bye now. Bye. I can see it all so clear. Please believe me. I really had something to say. But now it's bye-bye to my thing. Thank you for listening to Comic Pop Library. We welcome your comments and suggestions by emailing us at admin at comicpoplibrary.com. All emails submitted become the property of Comic Pop Library and are subject for use in our show. We would also appreciate it if you would spread the word about Comic Pop Library by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, or just tell someone about us. This podcast is not endorsed by any publisher, distributor, or studio and it is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The views and comments of the show hosts are their own and are not reflective of any business, entity, or organization associated with ComicPopLibrary.com.